the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management, and Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman, your happy host, coming to you from a frozen Southern California. We have the blizzard, the blizzard of 19 roll through, um, about 43 feet of snow uh, in the local mountains, uh, sub-zero temperatures, water mains broke everywhere, terrible traffic. It actually rained on the freeway. Uh, the, the the horrible, horrible winter effects we have here in Southern California that we just have to put up with. It's just, oh, my God. I, I, you know, these other people, like in Chicago, minus 60, nothing. That's nothing compared to what we've had to deal with out here. I mean, it was a full four inches of snow. It was it was amazing. Anyway, we're through that. We're over that. Joining me on the show, the chuckling you hear in the background there, that is the one and only Rex Tibor. Rex, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Good. You're calling us from the uh, the Badlands out there, right? You're out there in the, the, the yes, one, of, one of the Dakotas that shall remain unnamed. In some yes, way. that is correct, dude. I just saw actually, literally, I saw about seventy elk one minute ago, and about five pies. Yeah, we had we had two inches of snow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, these were also in snow. <laughs> it looks like they're having a rough time out there. I don't know how they do it, man. They're tougher than me. They are tough. They're amazing animals. Hey, joining me, I have a couple yeah. of guys who took the RX-18 class out here in Riverside when we did it last month. Well, it was last month? Um, just a couple of weeks ago. Well, we did a couple of weeks ago here in February at the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. I have Ryan Keep and his father, John Keep. John, how you doing? Doing, thank you. Doing good, huh? Yes, sir. John bet me a dollar he wouldn't bank it on the air today, but uh, <laughs> I just, you know, I had to get my dollar. Sorry about that, John. You got it. Um, also, I have Rob Winslow. Uh, I- Go ahead. Rob, yeah. Yeah, Rob Winslow. So we're all here. We're going to talk about the class. Uh, I'm going to give you the first shot here, the last part of the segment. Uh, tell us what our objectives were, and then after you hang up, we'll tell you how you did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I miss these guys already. It was uh, only a couple weeks ago, but uh, good friends. I mean, every time we go to one of these classes, we meet such cool people. Do a seminar where we talk about long-range rifle equipment selection, the physics of what happens when the rifle recoils, how all the different parts relate, you know, cartridge dynamics, all that fun stuff, optics selection. Also, we talk about a strategy and how to put everything together and manage all that equipment, and also how, you know, different ballistic systems need to be integrated to tell the same story. Also, how to do field, uh, you know, uh, gathering of your inputs. Uh, a lot of those inputs have to be true in the field because in reality, 
if you go to the class, we talk about yep. uh, the things that happen to change the B ceiling bit of your drag might, your drag model might have to be adjusted right. a little bit. There's hey. a lot of stuff that goes hey, Rex. into yes, sir. Yeah, we're having a real hard time on this phone, but I think I'm gonna let you go. But have a great, okay. safe trip. We'll pick it up from here. Well, that was Rex Tibor, RexDefense.com, RexDefense.com. Sorry, folks, we couldn't get him today. Uh, apparently, the NSA has got too much bugging uh, information on his phone that he can't get a signal out. So we'll, we'll read the transcripts in the newspaper. How's that, Rex? Anyway, have yourself a good day. Stay safe. Say hi to Jordan. And uh, we'll talk to you on the other side. Uh, sorry about that, folks. Wanted to have Rex on here to talk about his, his program, which is the RX-18, the Precision Rifle Series Seminar. We've done several of them out here in Southern California and uh, Vegas, and he's done them all the way across the country, but I just do the local ones here, so that's, that's the way that rolls. I do have a couple of people in the studio here that were attendees at the most recent one. I have Ryan Keep. Rob Winslow and John Keep. Uh, John is the owner of Ryan, is what I think you said. <laughs> Still there. Still there. Okay, very good. Uh, these guys were involved in the in the seminar. I think we had a pretty good time on that. I think they got a lot of it out, a lot out of it. So I'm going to go round robin here, a couple of questions, and we'll just talk about that. I'm going to start with you, Rob, because you're uh, to my left, you're right if you're playing along at home. So tell me what what you got out of the seminar. What what was it about it for you? The seminar was great. I watched the, the Sniper 101 series on YouTube, so I had a pretty good background coming in. All 101? All 101. That's an investment in time. It is an investment in time. It's like 50-something hours, and some of them aren't even online anymore, so you have to dig and find them out. Uh, but it was great to be here in person with you and with Rex and be able to a ask questions that are kind of off the record and really get honest answers back from from the presenters and um yeah just kind of hone our knowledge set ryan how about you again i spent uh yeah the whole 50 plus hours uh going through <laughs> all 101 videos uh plus plus some offshoots of yeah people doing some i guess i want to call it copycatting yeah on it but uh yeah still learning information from them as well um the seminar yeah Kind of was very nice because you were able to take stuff from different, I guess I want to call it episodes, and integrate those questions and, yeah, really kind of build those questions. Don't tell Rex, but I haven't watched all 101. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing he's not on the air, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, I mean, it is. It is. All, and, and think about the amount of time that he had to create those, you know to film them, to edit them, and, and put it out there online for free for everybody. That's that's an amazing thing. It's not even just that. It's part of just the investment to have that knowledge base to build 50 hours worth of yes, content. Um, you know, I, I've done it, you know, a normal college class. I teach college classes, and I spend, you know, to build a 40-hour class. Yeah, it's yeah. four to one, right? Yeah, it's probably at least four to one. Right. Never mind the yeah, amount of investment yeah, at graduate school and yeah, other places just accumulating base knowledge to draw from. Exactly. John, how about yourself? Well, I'm here. The last time I did any kind of shooting was military. That was mid-60s. So I'm out in California here, sunny California, for the wintertime rather than go to Florida. You brought this with you. <laughs> I could have left it in Michigan, you know, a lot of kind of stuff. But if I was going to escape it. It came with me. But uh, I came out here really, and Ryan got me involved back in shooting again here this winter here. So we did some pistol range stuff, uh, and I got me out here. He wants to try to look at long range stuff. I figure I could be a spotter for him. I think, I think you can be a shooter too. 
if you shoot it on that. So, folks, here, here's what we've got. Um, long-range shooting, long-range precision shooting. I mean, the name of the game is first-round hit. All right? And so one of, the, one of the tools that you have to have is ranging. Now, it's really nice if we have a perfect, you know, like a SIG 2400. I don't know if you guys have ever used those amazing technology i mean I, I was getting readings in dark timber at 1800 and something yards it, there's nothing to reflect it off of it was amazing stuff so um but it's battery operated and things go down as a matter of fact i had to hike up the hill and find one for a guy who left it on top of the mountain when i was guiding for him so his his sig kilo 2400 didn't work real well when it was on the mountain and he wasn't right no so so it's not remote activated yet <laughs> exactly it's not a hovercraft it's, go pick it up with a drone but you know the the point is that technology can help us with this stuff but we need to have a backup system you need to to be competent when the batteries don't work or something like that yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting, after watching Sniper 101, I started paying a lot more attention to trying to range with my reticle. So if I go to a range where I know the size of the targets, I'm going to range it first with a laser range finder. And then I'm going to look at my reticle and see if I can figure out, given the skills that I learned from Rex, on how I can kind of back that up and verify in case my laser range finder went down, I could do something with my reticle. It's, it's an important it's an important thing to have, and that's one of the things when we do the live fires where we really get into where they'll do have stations uh, uh, for milling, you know that's what they're calling that. But it, it's measuring and uh, figuring out your distance so you can figure out your dope just in case everything goes down. You know, you sit on your iPhone, right? iPhones freeze, and especially in four inches of snow, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, the, the, they go down. The other thing, I the reason I went to an analog system. Uh, I just couldn't see the screen in the sunlight. Sometimes it gets that reflective glare, and it's like, geez, how much time are you going to play with this phone? Right. Get yourself another system. Right. So let's talk about that. Talk about some of the skills that came out uh, as soon as we come back here. Folks, this is Philip Neyman, Firingline Radio Show, and you can check out more at firinglineradio.com. A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because at Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado 
Run and Gun Club. Blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and Cutting Edge Bullets. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! Hey folks, welcome back. And you know, every week on the Firing Line Radio Show, our conversation is going to revolve around firearms, hunting, gun rights, everything afforded to all Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Now, our faithful stalwart companion in the battle to uphold these rights has been Firing Line Radio Show's longtime sponsor, Vince Torres at Bullseye Sports, Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're not armed for protection or recreation, then Bullseye Sport in Riverside is where you need to go for handguns, rifles, shotguns, ammos, accessories, and much more. Now, after you purchase that firearm, Vince and I highly recommend you attend a certified firearm safety and training course, one that's going to teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essential to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. For more information about the certified firearm courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211, or visit their website, bullseyesport.com, for a schedule of classes, because at Bullseye Sport, we believe in safety first, 951-823-0211. Hey, folks, joining us back here, I have Ryan Keep, Rob Winslow, and John Keep. These are a couple of graduates of the RX-18 Precision Rifle Seminar we did a few weeks back at the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range in uh, Riverside, oddly enough. I don't know if you knew that. It's funny how they kind of keep the names all together there. I, this, John, is, John is in the studio here looking at me. Uh, John, I have these epiphanies often. Epiphanies <laughs> often, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> no. was, anyway. it te- was it technically the RX-18 or RX-19 at this point? Sure. <laughs> I haven't had that epiphany yet. Right. <laughs> I'll let you know. We'll, we'll go RX-19, all right? Because uh, you are right. Um, but it did happen this year. There you go. RX-19 now. Boy, we're graduates of a whole new course. Anyway, as we went off the air that last session, we're talking about some of the skills that you learn. One of them is ranging. And it's extremely important because, as you know, when the, the rifle goes off, as soon as that bullet leaves the barrel, it is dropping. Even though you might think it's climbing for a while, but its trajectory is actually dropping, right? And so ranging, having the exact distance when you have something that's falling from the sky is extremely important at extended distances. So um, what were some of the things you learned about that? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Ryan here. Um, again, yeah, in terms of just figuring out, yeah, calculating max ordinance um, yeah, and understanding, hey, how's the max, wind... Max ordinance, that's an interesting name. What, what does that mean? Okay, well, max ordinance is where the trajectory of the bullet is essentially ascending yeah, and then hits uh, at its maximum and then... The highest yeah, point, the right? highest point. Um, yeah, I guess calculus would tell you what that was the second derivative. I don't know. <laughs> you are the professor. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, then after that, yeah, it's coming down like a rock. And uh, yeah, I forget what is it, 9.8 squared yeah, feet per second squared? You're not asking me about the formula for gravity. <laughs> It falls like a rock. It falls right, like right, a rock. Right. All right, we'll go with that. Um, but again, yes, understanding that and making sure that that's all put together, making sure that you're looking at the right winds at the right elevation. Yeah, I think they had that, what was it, 6,000-yard shot or something? Yeah. And 
what was the max ordinance on that? A little over 1,400, 1400 feet. feet. Yeah. yeah. That, that was, was <laughs> you know. How do you do a wind call? 1,400 I, feet, right? I, again, you can you can call in, yes, um, yeah, to uh, the FAA. The FAA, FAA clearance, yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, you might need clearance. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, put a light on the bullet. No, it's Air Force Base out there, too. They don't want us to shoot any planes down. Yeah, right. Yeah, But that's but that's just an amazing thing, 1,400 feet. I had a, a shot uh, that I passed on because of that exact thing. It was in Mexico. It was 640 yards. It was on this giant mule deer. And he was behind a Palo Verde. So mm. I could see his body, all right? But he was at a distance of about 80 yards behind it. And... I could just see the top of his back where the bottom of these branches were. And it looked like you had a clean shot. But if you didn't have an understanding of your bullet's trajectory, it was a sucker shot. He was setting me up to fail. He knew my bullet was going to hit those branches above him and in front of him long before. And it was just, I mean, I'm on the gun and I'm looking at the shot. And uh, I had to back off. I said, no, this, this can't. It can't work because of that. Right. I mean, again, it's... You have to take into account where that bullet's going to be in its path, not your line of sight. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. Uh, so fortunately, I, I did. Uh, you know, I learned a little bit over the last fifty-five years. I figured uh, that one out, so it's a good thing. Uh, ranging is important. What about the technology? Um, some of the technology that we have, you have range finders. Obviously, are, are a big thing. Bullet drop compensators. Do you guys use anything like that? Yeah, I have a, a BDC on one of my rifles. Um, probably not the one I would take into the field for hunting. I'd rather have a traditional like mill scale reticle for hunting applications. But I think the BDC is really great in a self-defense type of role where you're not going to have time to necessarily pull out a range finder and range a target. And maybe you have to acquire multiple targets at multiple distances. So I've done some tactical rifle training and the BDC is really helpful in those types of applications. For being quick. So um, when you're talking about BDC, you're talking about the rectangle itself, which is bullet drop compensator, where uh, for some of the common cartridges, like 308, you know, they're pretty much dialed in, like this is your 200, 300, 400, whatever yeah. aim point, right? The 223s right. and the, and the uh, uh, 308s are pretty common for that. If you have a bullet drop compensator rectangle, but you have a different cartridge, say a 300 wind mag, all right, you're going to have different yardages for those impacts. So... Here's what I recommend how you figure out what those are. You can do it on a 100-yard range, and that is you use each of those those spots in your BDC as an aim point. So you aim at the same target, and then you take the next one below, the next one below that, next one below that, and measure on your 100-yard target how high they hit. Then with your calculator, you can go back and say, okay, if my first bubble down shot six inches high at 100 yards, that's a 400-yard zero, mm-hmm. right? And so you know that, or it's a 360-yard zero. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be exactly on, on a big, fat, round number, but you can realize that, okay, so for me, for this gun, for this load, this is what that means. And so even though it might have been built for a 308 or 223, you can use those for aim points once you understand how high it sits on your gun, your velocity, and the BC on your, on your bullet. Yeah, I mean that's yeah some pretty cool reverse engineering that's going on right there. I know you shoot some wildcat, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing that <laughs> you're not going to have BDC for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's fun. That's what I like to do. You know, some guys have race horses or race cars or race motorcycles. I have race guns. Yeah, I know. He told me about that. 
this guy's got a world record on a motorcycle. Two. Nice. Yeah, 208 miles an hour? Yeah, that's... That's where the record, yeah, for my particular class is. Did, There's plenty of people that are faster than he I did am. faster than that, but <laughs> and this is without a fairing. This is the kind of guy you're sitting next to here, right? And you probably didn't have a helmet, no visor, and open mouth, uh, right? Oh yeah, I was, I was eating yeah. all the bugs and salt to go along <laughs> with it. Dashboard about that big, you hide behind, you know. Oh jeez. Anyway, so awesome stuff. But that that's the thing is you you want to have the best technology, the best gear, and then the best practice, right? Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned that you have other recticles. Um, Ryan, excuse me, uh, Rob, you have other recticles that you have that are like minutes or, or mills and something of that nature that you would use more for hunting. So you do the same thing with that. You figure out your bullets, you know, on your, your, uh, on your one mill. Well, Hey, it's 3.6 inches high at a hundred yards. So that's your 300 yard zero or something like that. So you can use those as a quick aim point also. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it changes from bullet to bullet. So mm-hmm. Someone like me that I might be doing tactical training with the same rifle I might be doing some hunting with, I've actually done those measurements for each bullet combination that I'm going to be using with each scope. Perfect. And what? What? How big of a difference did you find? Well, it obviously depends how far you're shooting. If you're only in hunting applications, you have a lot. Um, you, you have you can get away with a little bit more in hunting applications if you're shooting close range. The farther out you go, the bigger difference it makes. But sometimes it can be a foot of a difference within within a thousand yards so that could be a a miss of a target or an animal or whatever you're whatever you're shooting at the beer can beer can (laughs) bottle of water (laughs) watermelon (laughs) no that's an interesting thing um what are the what are types of uh, technology or gear did you put on your rifle i think the scope is obviously the the most crucial aspect um in uh hunting rifles you know we might have a bipod attached to the front of it some people shoot off backpacks or, or bags. Um, uh, I know there is technology out there now with like cosine indicators and things like that. That's I Ryan. I haven't gotten to that yet. <laughs> no, my long range stuff is, yeah, I'm pretty lean on, yes, in terms of equipment going into it. Yeah, again, I come from more of a yeah, pistol yeah, background yeah, over the last yeah, several. Well, let's talk about angle shooting because that's something that a lot mm-hmm. of you, we're, we're about to up on a hard break here. But okay. uh, when we come back, let's talk about angle shooting because that's something that people don't realize. You know, there's a cosine indicator. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? You have a little, um, it's like a little level bubble on the side of your gun. And hey, you're at 37 degrees, you're 45 degrees, 50 degrees. What does that actually mean? It has nothing to do with temperature. Although there's the blizzard of 19 happening right now. <laughs> Yeah. Folks, this is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. You can check out more of Rex at rexdefense.com as I smack a microphone. Firinglineradio.com is where the podcasts are on Facebook at Firing Line Radio Show and on Instagram also. We'll be right back after this. Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn? Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, 
and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of The Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the Firing Line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! Hello, folks. Welcome to Mulan Lave Saturday, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Uh, sitting here with Ryan Keep and Rob Winslow and John Keep, we're talking about the RX 1819 seminar that we went to, 18 and 19. Latin together, RX 37 seminar that we went to. <laughs> and and uh, did, did some uh, teaching and some learning about long range precision shooting. So, some of the things that we're talking about now, we just talked about ranging, how important that is, and, and the things that you learn on that. Angle shooting, this comes up a lot. Now, John, of course, as soon as the microphones went off and we went to break, you had some great ideas yeah. here. So, I'm going to ask you to share those with us if you could. Well, the thing is, if you're, like, you're on a uh, hill and your target's down below, you got a deer down below and you're going to do up on this thing, you could be a thousand yards out straight down the hill. And that could be a 40-degree angle shot going so down. You're, so your laser rangefinder tells you that's 1,000 yards. yards. But the thing is, your angle of uh, distance on that or your angle of your shot, this could be 30 or 40 degrees downhill or even uphill on a thing in here. But if you trick your gravity and you drop that bullet from that height and go straight down, you're going to have uh, what do I want? The, not the, the cosine of the, of the angle in here. So a 40 degree shot will give you maybe a distance of 76 percent of the distance. Mm-hmm. So your distance that you're going to go out is going to be 76 percent of let's say a thousand yards. Your bullet's going to drop that distance that quick before you get down to the thing. So so it's not hard, especially in our local mountains here in Southern California, mm-hmm. to find a mountain that's at 45 degrees. No, it's not. They are extremely steep. Okay, mm-hmm. so if you measure all the way down that hill, there's, a, there's you know, let's just say we're going to shoot a rock down there at a thousand yards, and you measure it's a thousand yards, and you shoot, you are going to be about I don't know eight feet high. You're going to yes, easy. It, it, because in that situation, the true distance that the gravity pulls is about, as you said, you know, 800 to 775 feet, something yeah. in that range. So you should be compensating for that. And, and the weird thing is, as you guys learn, is both. If you're shooting uphill at an extreme angle or downhill at an extreme angle, you're going to shoot high. the The horizontal distance is shorter than the range than the optical or visual distance that you're ranging it on. It's a really interesting thing. So for for quick applications, one of the things that I do is I actually use my arm. This is how silly it is, but you hold your arm straight out. That's zero. Okay, 15 degrees either way. I don't care. Doesn't matter. At 30 degrees. Right, and you have to figure out with your arm what about a thirty degree angle looks like. At thirty degrees, it's about a point nine. All right, and then at forty five degrees, it's closer to a eight Seven, high high sevens than eight. High seventies, yeah. Yeah. So, and again, I don't know the math. I only know where about the field thing is. Like so, so if you think about it, if there's a five hundred yard shot, and I'm figuring it's a thirty degree uphill, so five hundred yards at ninety, I should measure about four hundred and fifty yards. For my calculation to make that shot, mm, yeah, yeah, you're gonna be about 
yeah, going to be about 20% less of what your army would be on that kind of stuff. And then, well, um, not at, the drop. at 30 yards, the drop. at 45, oh, 45 yes. at 45, then you're going to be closer to 20% yeah. on that. And Ryan just pulled out a calculator here. <laughs> so what you, that's exactly what I just <laughs> He got his phone out. <laughs> it's, this is what happens when you invite a professor onto the airwaves. Yeah, 86% of the total distance. <laughs> for, for a 30? Yeah. Total sign 30? Close to 30, yeah. So, so figure out my arm. Now, how accurate is my arm to figure out what a 30-degree angle well, is? Well, that's <laughs> what you're drinking. It's, it's perfectly calibrated. It's a perfectly calibrated arm. Yeah, Brooklyn arm. Anyway, um, so that's a real quick way in the field. Now, under 1,000 yards, you know, the difference between 0.86 and 0.9, you're going to be pretty darn close on, mm-hmm. on there. And, again, that's field measurements for what you need to do. How about for a 45, Ryan? Uh, I'm going to say it's about 80. 78, 80. Did I do that right? 70%? 78.9? No, 40, 40. 45 degree angle. I think I might have typed. Close on 45. Yeah, it's point, I got 0.707. Okay. So I thought it was right around 76%. But hey. That's your calculator. Yeah. So it's about three, three quarters of, of, yeah. uh, of the distance on that. So if you're looking then at a 500-yard shot, three quarters of that would be? Uh, three quarter. Well, three quarters of 1,000 would be? Well, 750. So, yeah, 775 for 500 yeah. yards. Okay. Yeah. But that's just the bullet drop. That's this the bullet the, drop. But you got all the rest of the distance is still there. 500 yards of air it's got to travel through. So you still have velocities or your wind te- air temperatures you still have uh, wind that you got to take into so you still have your range is shorter With all this stuff going on how do we ever hit anything well, we don't <laughs> it's, <amazing. laughs> it's kind of amazing right yeah because you have to take into a wind call of the actual 500 yards that you're actually traveling versus what your bullet yeah drop is, is so you're doing two different calculations once, simultaneously once you get the drop done then you go back to the the thousand yard or 500 yards and that we're talking about here and this is why there's so many animals that just walk away because we're sitting here doing trying to do the math on this <laughs> you don't go away stay right there <laughs> right and he just keeps on walking oh shoot i had it for 520 but now he's at 560 doggone it we do the math <laughs> Well, with four feet of snow, they won't move as fast, so we'll have a little bit mm-hmm. of advantage there. They just settle down underneath the bush. <laughs> and, and, yeah, I don't know. Have you guys ever shot into snow before? No, I'd mm-hmm. like to. Yeah, well, you better hit exactly where you're aiming because you're not going to see where the bullet went. So mm-hmm. that's, that's one of the... No splash coming up? No. No, I did deer hunting in Michigan. We always wanted snow. Track. Well, to track, yeah, yeah. For yeah, tracking yeah. wise, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so but but your long range distance in Michigan was sixty five yards. You're not that far. No, yeah. Yeah, you got too many trees in your way. Exactly, and, and you know there's different hunting techniques, different things all the way across the, the world. But angles, angle shooting is an important thing just to have in your backpack or having your your kit and your mental kit. And it, it's not to get freaked out over. You saw we just did some random close. You know, use your arm, guess the angle, and do your deduction. You're going to be in the same ballpark. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just just a good thing to know. Uh, what about other types of? Well, actually, let's go here. We'll talk about some of the different practice. Now, Rob, you're talking about. You know, you took some different classes for long range, or not long range, but for rifle defense use. Yeah, I've done pistol, shotgun, and rifle tactical defense courses. Was um, it a carbine or a bolt action? carbine on the rifle mm-hmm. and um i'm looking forward to doing you know some more long-range precision with with rex hopefully coming up this summer um so that's a good variety in in the tactical applications you're not you don't have time to do math nope so you need the tech or you need the practice 
to know when I'm shooting at this distance, this is how far my offset's going to be, and does that matter or not? If it doesn't, put your dot on the target and pull the trigger. If if there is an offset, then you may have to aim at a different point on your target to hit where you're um, in the center point of the target. And so that's that's a very interesting thing. Let's talk about the reticle then, because there are some guys out there. Everybody has a different mojo, right? Depending on what they're trying to accomplish. I like long range shooting. I like long range hunting. I'm not. I'm focusing my rifles on that particular aspect. So my reticle that I use, like I use the Vortex uh, series and uh, their M04, I think EBR04, which is a very clean reticle. It has vertical and horizontal hash marks, but it's clean. It's not overly cluttered. And I like that because I'm looking as a hunting scope. Mm -hmm. But like what you were talking about, quick target acquisition over multiple ranges uh, of field of fire, you might want something more like the Horus uh, tree, where you have a whole bunch of different aim points inside uh, of your reticle. So, you, you know, hey, I know that, that I need to switch from a 200 to a 600 yard in a, in a heartbeat, and I know which my hash mark is that's going to get it in the range of uh, one minute of bad guy. Um, yeah, uh, we call it MOT, Minute of Terrorist. So if you can shoot one minute of terrorist, I don't care. If you wing them, you you know, you hit them a little low, a pelvic girdle shot, I don't care. It's a, it's a terrorist. You just That's just fine with me. Uh, elk hunting is different. So you have those, those units of measurement and those uh, tools in a scope, but it comes down to practice. Yeah, absolutely, and practice at different ranges. And when we go to shooting ranges... Um, the targets are typically 100 yard, 200 yard, 300 yard, 400 yard. And very rarely in the real world are you going to have something that's right on there. So um, it's it's good to practice with as multiple distances as you can. So let's talk minute of, minute of terrorist. Um, say you have a high-powered rifle, something in the 30-06 class, okay? You shoot minute of terrorist out to 400 yards. You don't have to hold over anything, right? right. So, I mean... It, at 500 yards, you're going to have a 30-inch drop. But other than that, you're right where you need to be. So a lot of those things at the urban ranges for for defense, you know, those doesn't really matter too much. We're not getting out that far. Yes, particularly here in Southern California. Right. And you're not dialing. Right. You're not going to have to dial for something like that if you have a, a high-powered rifle. So those, those are some of the interesting things. Um, but if you're, you know, you watch these, these guys that are on Overwatch in the military – and they need that. They need that ability to go from 800 to 200 to 400 yards in a second while somebody's darting between buildings mm-hmm. so they can, you know, stop the uh, the terrorist in their tracks. You know, what's, you know what's good about terrorists? A big pile of them. I think that's a good thing. <laughs> so, you know, they keep running. They fall in the same spot. It's like, you know, I think there was a Chris Kyle put in the movie. Yeah. He was in this one alley, and they, I don't know how many guys have got in that alley, but it's like, there's a, there's a good-sized pile. That's, that's a good day. That's, <laughs> he's earning his pay. I like that. Dead bad guys are always good. Hey, folks, Philip Neyman, Firing Line Radio Show. Before we get taken off the air here, I will change subjects, and we'll be right back after this. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. 
They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use-of-force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Hey folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. Joining me, I have Ryan and John Keep and Rob Winslow. These are the graduates. Not the only ones, but the graduates of the RX-19 Precision Rifle Seminar. See, I always, by the fourth session of the show, I finally get things right. <laughs> Probably have your names down fairly good at this point, and uh, actually know the name of the class was. It's just, I don't know, just what happens. That's what we're going on here. We're talking about um, long-range precision rifle shooting and how important that is, and especially here in the state of California. When you think about this, folks, we have Gavin Newsom, Xavier Becerra, we have every, basically we have uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in every position of government in, in California, right? It's all that bad. Um, we're going to see more gun control come out. We're going to see more legislation. We're going to see more crud. And most of it will probably be aimed at semi-automatics because that's what they like to go for. So I think it's extremely important for patriots in the defensive movement and the obligation to learn how to run a bolt-action rifle. I think it's extremely important. Your thoughts? I, you know, it's something that most kids grow up on, or, yeah, at least used to. Yeah, used, used to, to you, yeah, used to grow up on. At least when we were, yeah, when I was young, that was... That's what you had. We, Yeah, that's where we went across the street, and, yeah, that's what you learned to, to shoot on. So it was... You know, a much different environment than what we Southern have here. California, you're going across the street to learn to shoot. Yeah, that yeah is, that's not going to happen. <laughs> they, probably have a, they probably call it a SWAT team, get the Bearcat, the kid's got a yeah, Daisy Red Rider. Yeah, and he's got a yeah, 22, and oh, the, the, no, the world's coming to an end. They're going to call it 40 King with a gunship on a, on a kid with a 22. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, Daisy Red Rider, you got the Bearcat, you got the terrorist squads. Yeah, you know. it's, it's craziness right there. But uh, I don't know, it's... I, the familiarity of yeah going to a, a bolt action yeah in this political environment yeah is is something that's probably going to be realistic. Um, so in 2012, the last time they tried to ban, like seriously ban all the semi-automatics, mm-hmm. I went and bought a whole bunch of lever actions. I figured, okay, I'll go with the cowboy style assault weapon, and mm-hmm. <laughs> and and just like a. a Rob, you were talking about you took different defensive courses. I took a lever action defensive rifle course. That was actually a lot of fun. Um, I had to, the, I took the 1895 guide gun, 4570, and I knew I was going to be shooting a ton, of, a ton of rounds, so I actually downloaded them. I had a 400 grain lead bullet, but it's only doing about 1100 feet a second. But still, that's a 400 grain mm-hmm. lead bullet. Yeah, right. So we're up there. We're at Burrow. Okay. I, I was with uh, Darren. Uh, from Five Arrows Training, Tactical Training, out of San Dimas. And he did this lever action course. It was just a lot of fun. And so some of the guys have got their 357 lever actions. That are, psh, ting, psh, ting, psh, ting. The next guy's got a 44. Psh, psh, psh. Next guy's got a 3030. And then I'd hit it with this 4570 with a half a load. 
and his steel would go flying backwards. I'd have to go reset it. <laughs> so, so he goes, you always shoot last. <laughs> but, you know, you think about the kind of power you can generate with a lever-action gun. Mm-hmm. And if you learn how to use something like that. And, and that had very little recoil, but it still is far more power than a forty-four Magnum. Right. Like double. Because it's the, twice the size of the bullet at the same speed. Mm-hmm. And no recoil. And then some of the other guns that you have out there, like I have a, uh, an 1892 in 45 Long Colt. That holds 10 rounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is an mm-hmm. amazing... It's an amazing self-defense weapon mm-hmm. if you yeah. had to do something like that. What I was reading, and you're going to have to correct me on the state, it was either yeah the state of Washington or the state of Oregon that was having gun legislation writ up, written up by high schoolers. This was kind of their their dream, but it was yeah limiting to yeah five round capacities, and yeah part of the questions was where revolver is going to be part of this, um, and. You went through it, and you know, like you're only able to buy 20 rounds of ammunition. Did you read any of this article, or no? Okay, so again, it seems to be in yeah fantasy land at least at this point. But you know, these are some of the proposed it's, legislation. It's that more was like indoctrination be... land, right? You know, they're teaching the kids that this is. Ter- and, and here's the sad thing: now, the state of California. Of course, I'm. I can feel my political rant building up. It's like <laughs> it's like Hulk. I feel the green coming up. Yeah, you know, when you start talking about this, it's like. <laughs> Definitely makes the blood boil a little bit. A little bit. But damn it, they they let felons out of jail early. People that are dirtbags that should not be out of jail. They're letting them on our streets to prey on the innocent people. Then they complain that, oh, geez, the crime is up. Well, these people were behind bars. Why are they out? They're out here for stupid political reasons, and they're hurting real people. And all of these gun laws that they have now are on ownership. Mm-hmm. You can't own a black rifle because it has a little bulb underneath your, your gas check that someone thinks is a bayonet lug. That's now an assault weapon, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy just got cited because he registered his uh, AR-15 pistol. He went online, did what the California DOJ did, asked him to do, registered his, his uh, car pistol, and they came out and said, no, you didn't register it as an assault weapon. Here you go. And they cited the guy, and now he's mm-hmm. he's got legal issues. Why? Because he was trying to comply with the confusing law. Mm-hmm. Did they give him grace and say, hey, man, here's what you need to do? Nope. They had three guys with guns there and citing them and writing them up. And when all of the efforts are aimed at ownership of good citizens as opposed to the penalty for the misuse of a firearm, which I am all about, use a firearm on commission of a crime, I think there should be three results. First one, use a, a firearm commission of crime for a uh, carjacking, armed robbery, nobody's hurt. You get 20 to 40 years in jail, mm. period. What's the difference? Well, if you're 20 years old, you get 40 years. If you're 40 years old, you get 20 years. <laughs> That's it. We're taking you out of the gene pool for that time frame. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you're a violent piece of dog feces. So... <laughs> A family show. Salem Station. So, um, you know, if you use a firearm in a crime and you hurt somebody, you get life imprisonment. If you rape somebody or kill somebody, you get the death penalty. Now, if you just did that, the actions are not racist, right? 
So you, if you only are arresting people who are doing those crimes, it has nothing to do on race, has nothing to do on age or, or sexual proclivity. It has to do with if this action was done, that's the penalty, end of story. And it would change the behavior of criminals. Mm-hmm. Criminals are not stupid. Well, some are. But they're cowards. And they know that if they're going to get shellacked hard for doing a specific thing, they simply won't do it. Why is there so much crime? Because crime's free. Yeah, yeah, the problem with all this gun control nonsense is the result of this doesn't keep anybody safer. No. All it does is promote the hidden agenda behind all the politicians. It who makes more people control. criminals just by ownership of a firearm right. that and last then, year was legal. And then if they decide that you're opposed to their political party, well, then they can make you a criminal when they want to. So um, I think that's the most frustrating thing to me is a lot of people think we're talking about trying to keep people safer. We're not keeping people safer. If you want to keep people safe, let good citizens, law-abiding citizens who are willing to train themselves carry concealed. The good guy with a gun is going to stop the bad guy with a gun every time. A couple of statistics for you on that. The um, oh gosh, the crime rate of concealed carriers is like 20% of the crime rate of police officers. Okay, They are better citizens than police officers. Why? Because they go through the extra scrutiny. Right. I mean, you really have to go through scrutiny for that. But but those are the people that are that are They have less crime rate. They're more law abiding than police officers. Second thing is on an average multiple shooting incident, there are 14, excuse me, 14 casualties, not deaths, but, you know, casualties of death or wounding. 14 is the average uh, that is stopped by the police force. 2.1 is the average that's stopped by a citizen. Who is the first responder? It's not the cops. Right. You. Mm-hmm. The victim is the first responder. And do you want to have a right to defend yourself or you want to have a right to cower under a desk and pray that the sergeant has enough stones to send the guys in to an active shooter situation because you're unarmed? Your choice. What do you want? Well, again, it's, yeah, you get into yeah, agendas and politics and yeah, yeah, personal, personalities to go behind all of it. And it's... It gets to be a very complex kind of system. It's much easier to write stuff down on paper and say, this is what you ought to do. Um, but, yes, the reality is, is that's not what yeah, happens in all of those different environments. Yeah, I think everybody should just make an oath to shoot bad guys in the face. And then uh, well, yeah. we're all good with that, right? Do you have a problem with that here? Shoot them in the face, go home, have lasagna dinner, pet the dog, take the wife out dancing. It's a good day. Bad Relo- guys reload your firearm. Yeah. <laughs> Clean and oil it. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for the next day. Jack your mags. <laughs> and we're moving on yeah. from there. You know, bad guys should be in fear of good guys. And unfortunately, that's not what we have here in California. Yeah, it's become, I think it's yeah becoming even broader than that. Yeah, And I think a lot of the other states are are at least seeing yeah the fear kind of creep into their environments yeah, as well. It, it, it's affecting us nationwide. Folks, I want to thank my special guests here, Ryan Keep, John Keep, Rob Winslow, uh, Rex, when we had him on the air there. Uh, we were the graduates of the RX-19 Precision Rifle Seminar. Guys, thanks. We hope to see you out on the range, out in the field, and having some fun. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you. God bless. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, 
Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, Philip Naiman, and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.